You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Even when we win, it's just a matter of time before we give it all back. This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Bet Slippin' uh, podcast. This is your host Nathan Beagley, back for another week. So week uh, week seven wasn't too bad. We went one and two on our best bets. Uh, Ethan, our guest, went two and zero. Oh. So if you count it as a podcast, we went three and two. If you if you want to think about it that way. So uh, I'm pleased to have on this week Minty Bet. She's back. She was on earlier in the year. Uh, she's from Yahoo Sports. Minty, tell them where they can find you. Uh, give them the lowdown. Yeah, absolutely, guys. You can, uh, first of all, follow me on Twitter at MintyBets. Check us out at Yahoo Sportsbook as well. We're powered by BetMGM. We're live in 15 states. You know, users of legal age and legal jurisdiction can go through Yahoo Sportsbook's odds on the Yahoo Sports app and the website and bet right through the app. Uh, And fans nationwide can view and compete in free and paid games on the Yahoo Fantasy platform. So download the Yahoo Sports app on iOS or Google Play or visit us at sports.yahoo.com for more information. All right. And where can they find you on Twitter? At MintyBets. All right. Awesome, awesome. And before we get into our week eight breakdown, our odds for this podcast are going to be provided by Tipico Sportsbook. Tipico is a global sports betting leader, and they're live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Tipico's fast and easy sportsbook app. And new users from this podcast, yes, you heard that, this one, We'll get a special bonus. You can get that usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Obviously, 21 plus. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER from New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. I think that goes for both Minty and I. If you do have one, give those uh, give those numbers a call. Um, that said, you ready to dive into week eight? I am so ready. I got destroyed last week, so I'm ready to bounce back. I'm really hoping the cold streak doesn't last. I think I saw that on Twitter, and you get you get um, people come at you way more than I've seen. Like if I if I miss a couple picks, they 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 are not coming to me like they're coming at you. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, I have most of the people that comment muted, so I don't actually see it. So as not to um, <laughs> you know, mess with my next week's you know, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't can't mess the karma up. All right, so we're going to start off the week with Thursday Night Football. Finally, Jeff Bezos gave us a good game that we hope is a good game. It's going to be Ravens at 49ers, or Ravens at Bucks. It's um it's actually lowered from a one-and-a-half point spread to a .5 spread, so it's really just a pick em. Um, I guess there's a small chance it ends in a tie, but it's minus .5 for the Bucks, and then the over-under is set at 45-and-a-half. I believe Mark Andrews hasn't been practicing, and they should be without J.K. Dobbins as well. I think those are the big key injuries. Um, how do you feel about this game otherwise? You know what? I uh, I hate to say it, but I think this is kind of a trap game. Like The Bucks have lost four of their last five, and they haven't covered in any of those games. Tom Brady, as we've seen, he 
He's not doing well in the field, not doing well behind closed doors. He really should have stayed in retirement. It's That's prominent now. Um, and although the Ravens aren't that much better at 2-4-1 and one against the spread this season, I'm definitely staying away from this game. But if I had to bet it, I would probably look to the over. I know Tampa has the fifth best scoring defense and they're giving up the seventh fewest total yards, but both teams are pretty capable of scoring. Uh, Baltimore is bottom of the list in both of those categories. So this should be actually somewhat of an exciting game. Like you said earlier, uh, I'm kind of hoping and thinking that this, we may see like a Tom Brady resurgence here and uh, the bucks will look good in this game, but I don't know. At first, obviously, first instinct, I want to go with the Ravens, but still, like, should we bet against Tom Brady? That's always been the proverb here. I think it's tough because we're getting to the point in their careers where Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady is the sharp play. Like, yeah. betting on them is like, you're, you're not following the crowd. Like, going against the crowd, betting on Tom Brady right here, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think my big holdup here with betting the over or really just betting on points in this game is Mark Andrews. And it sounds mm -hmm. bad, but the Bucks secondary is good enough to where if you're going to be without your number one option, who in four games has 10 plus targets, um, I think it could really create some issues for that offense. And then secondly, Brady, I guess it's flipped. So he's not technically an underdog, but he's 10 and one against the spread when he is an underdog. Oh. And Tampa's defense, they rank seventh in opponent's yards per play. So they don't give up a ton of explosive plays necessarily. Um, and then just on top of that, so the team's ranked 12th and 9th in penalty yards. So I, I kind of assume I like the under in this game. I just, I don't think the, the Bucks really haven't been producing offensively. I mean, I guess that's part of the point, but you, you don't instill confidence in betters when you put up three points on the Panthers last week. And they've scored 21 or less in three of their last four. And then on the other side, you could have a Ravens team without their, their, best, um, their best offensive weapon. And I'm pretty sure I was watching most of their game last week. Their run game never really got going too much either. I mean, yeah. they had over 130 yards, but they carried the ball what? over 40 times and they had three players with double digit carry. So of course you're going to churn out some, their yards per carry wasn't great. And the, the Bucks defense has been a lot more competent this season than their offense. Um, and yeah. I, we've had a lot of turmoil or a lot of turnover over these last two years for the teams. I mean, obviously last year, the, the Ravens were very banged up. So since 2020, they're 39 and 49 over under, I don't think that's a huge, uh, that's a huge like uh, factor in the game, but uh, I do think the Bucks are just going to continue to struggle offensively, and they're going to live or die by their defense this year, so uh, that's what we're going to bank on. And there's that random stat about primetime unders too, but wasn't going to go into that one. Yeah, yeah, this one's kind of a tough one. I mean, I, I'm thinking it should be a good matchup. At least it's the better Thursday night matchup we've had in the past couple of weeks. So uh, hopefully it's a it's a, an exciting game on my part. But I know you're leaning under, but so uh, we'll see. I think there is definitely. I think if I play a side, it's definitely Bucks, and there's really mm -hmm. not a ton of good analysis behind that. It's just I think yeah. Mark Andrews not being on the on the field hurts, and even if he does play, he has an ankle injury, and I've had ankle injuries before, and they are not. Uh, day over day thing. So like if he's not practicing now, he's not at a hundred percent. So I guess we'll see, but yeah, I like the under there Thursday unders just feel right too. the short week. And mm -hmm. 
All right, so let's move on to a game. I think we were both super high on the Cardinals coming into the season. Maybe we did do a uh, one of the preview shows. I think so. Um, so we have Cardinals at Minnesota Vikings. The line's minus three and a half for Minnesota at home. And the over-under set at 40, 48 and a half. And this has actually been, I have this written down at four and a half. So this moved down to three and a half. There is some juice on the Vikings here. I think I'm rolling with the Vikings. Do you, uh... Are you feeling any way on that? Okay, so I'm really torn here. I thought a lot of people would be going with the Vikings after coming in a, off a nice bye week. They've won four straight games, covered in three of those wins. They looked unstoppable the last few weeks. I mean, the Cardinals, though, as road underdogs, they've won and covered in eight straight games in that situation. I love betting on Arizona as dogs, but they're just so ugly this season. I do have a strong lean with the Cardinals to cover, but I, I like this bet here, and I think this is my favorite bet on the board, is the over at 48 and a half, you said, 49. I think it's set kind of high. I mean, but the Cardinals' defense, they're allowing 25 points per game. Uh, Kyler's pretty good at taking care of the ball. They actually have, like, uh, the lowest turnover rate here. Um, but both of these offenses are pretty similar in terms of scoring and average yardage. So I like the over here. I think it's moved up since its opening number. Uh, I think it was 47 and a half, now 49. I would even bet it up to 50, but uh, once it hits 50, I'm, I'm not there. But I, I don't know once how I feel. Like, I feel like... The, the yeah. 50 spot. Once it hits 50, we're yeah, out. we're done. <laughs> I, I do like the over here. I definitely side with the over, partially because so... Um, I think I probably say this every time I talk about the Cardinals, but last season I have, I was in three fantasy leagues mm -hmm. and in every league, this was, this was a rookie mistake on my part in every league. I drafted Kyler Murray for no reason wow. besides I thought he was going to be insane. Mm -hmm. So I've been following and, and I do like Kyler typically my, yeah. uh, some dude I was at college is like his personal videographer now. So oh. I see his videos all the time. It's pretty cool. And so I, I follow Arizona, but they have just been disappointing, as you said, this season. Mm -hmm. I think this is a decent sell-high spot for them. They're coming off a big primetime win, so I would prefer Minnesota minus 3.5. I think it's not more so about Kyler and Hopkins. It's more about the Cardinals' defense has been atrocious this season, which kind of, kind of goes into why the over feels like a strong play, too. Mm -hmm. So the Cardinals' pass defense is the main concern. They allow the 25th most passing yards per game. Um and Minnesota ranks ninth in, ninth in completion percentage. When Kirk Cousins isn't in prime time, he's like a god. Mm -hmm. um, their dual threat nature with Dalvin Cook, who has been getting going lately, and should be better as well. And then they they built their defense for games like this. I mean, they they brought in Zendarius Smith this season, and he should be able to help out in the middle of the field and be able to um, kind of keep that pressure on Kyler. So I think the over is a strong play. I think... Minnesota here is the side I would lean. I like both of those, especially at 48 and a half and minus three and a half. Yeah. Um, so those are definitely my two leans of this, of this game. I don't think either of these is going to be like a take it to the window for me, mm -hmm. but it's definitely ones that I, I prefer and I would side with. Mm, yeah, man. Now I'm leading Cardinals. I don't know. Yeah, and, and, at the, and at the end of the day, if you go with the under in this, you you don't want to go with the under against the Cardinals, even if it. Mm. I don't know the numbers on it, but even if it hits, it just doesn't feel right knowing how bad their defense has been. Yeah, exactly. They look so sloppy, and I feel like this was maybe their year to capitalize on the Rams with a possible Super Bowl hangover and the 49ers with like Trey Lance in the picture, and now that he's injured, like I feel like this was Arizona's year to 
be the best in that tough, you know, tough NFC West division. And then Seattle, of course, we know wasn't going to be much without Russ, but now it's looking like maybe Seattle's, uh, you know, emerging as one of the better teams here versus Arizona. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, Min Minnesota's hot. Arizona should, I guess the, at the end of the day, it feels like they should be better than they are. Yeah. And Arizona's 0-2-1 on the over-under, on the road. Things are going to brighten up for this offense. Hopkins is going to open things up. You saw that last mm -hmm. week. I know they had a couple defensive scores, but those would have been punts or anything back to that offense anyway. And they looked better against a good Saints defense. So mm -hmm. put them against another defense and maybe playing from behind, and you should have a win-win combo for that over. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, over it is. Over, over it is. Mutual over. <laughs> All right, two games under the belt. Let's move on to a team that you're probably highly disappointed in. So disappointed. Your Raiders. You knew it was coming. The Raiders are up next. Um, so it's Raiders Saints, and my Bengals played the Saints a few weeks ago, and then the Saints got a primetime game. They've been looking awful. The line here is okay, so it's Raiders at Saints. They're going to the Superdome. The line is one and a half. The Saints are underdogs. So the Saints are plus one and a half. And the total is set at 49 and a half. Hmm. I don't know why I picked this game to talk about. I think it's because I know you live in Vegas. Yeah, that's that makes sense. I mean, it's I don't mind talking a little bit about the Raiders. Yeah, well, you know, and, and we're not talking about your game. So we have to talk yeah, about yeah. one of our I games. Don't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't put Bengals on, but I put Raiders. And it was just because you, so... Special. There we go. You know, Nathan, I don't want any part of this game. I hate betting on either teams. Uh, what a lot of people don't know, the Saints used to be my team. Like, I loved the Saints with Drew Brees as their quarterback. Um, but once he left, things weren't the same. And that was around the time, you know, I got the Raiders. And I don't know. I kind of feel like homeless now that I don't really have a true team. Like, I'm a Raiders fan by... I guess by, by relation. City. Yeah. 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 By city. But yeah, I, I don't want to bet on either of these teams, both the Raiders and the saints start off games great and can definitely score. And then they let their foot off the gas towards the end of the game. They're both untrustworthy, but the saints have a lot of questions regarding who their starter will be week eight. Is it going to be Andy Dalton? Um, Taysom Hill looked pretty good, but I mean, I feel like when Taysom plays a full game, he's awful. Uh, he's just great yeah. in, yeah, like, a, I don't know. Yeah, he's just great in and out. Mm -hmm. um, at least the Raiders are solid with their car and all their weapons they have on field. Uh, they come in as the healthier team. I don't see why one wouldn't bet on the Raiders, but these are just two teams that are not clicking and they're unreliable. I would lean Raiders money line here, um, but man, I'm definitely not betting this. If I had to back something crazy enough, it would be Raiders money line. So I actually came into this game thinking, I'm going to have a best bet, and it's going to be the over because oh. the Saints' defense has been awful. Yep. So this is what the Saints have given up this year. 26, 20, 22, 28, 32, 30, 42. So they've given up 30-plus, 30, 30 or more in three straight games. The so only – they gave up 22 to the Panthers, 26 to the Falcons. And it's crazy because typically for the last – I mean, they appointed their defense coordinator uh, – Dennis Allen, mm -hmm. I believe he was defensive to be yes. their head coach. And then all of a sudden they're way worse defensively. I know Lattimore's out, but typically, I mean, they added Tyron Matthew. Um, maybe the loss of Marcus Williams was that impactful to this defense. I, I didn't think so. Um, and I mean, they still have Cam Jordan, DeMario Davis. So the pieces are still there and I wouldn't bet against it. So 
both teams rank in the bottom 10 for opponents' passer rating, and I think it's kind of more acceptable with Las Vegas because they clearly went all in on getting Adams, on having Carr. Josh Jacobs is looking really good. And I think, alternatively, the Saints don't really have much upside here. Michael yeah. Thomas, if he does come back, his foot injury is still having a problem. Uh, do they even want Jameis back? Andy Dalton's looking awful. Taysom Hill is unique, but he's not going to really win you a game. Yeah. And this this feels like a game the Raiders should go in and win. Yeah. Yeah, I and agree. The, uh, so I, I think my favorite play would be Raiders Moneyline, and it's only minus 125. That is something I would certainly consider. Um, and I think with Lattimore still set to be out, Jameis not there, if M- Michael Thomas probably won't play. If he's an ounce of injured, it doesn't seem like he's going to play. Um, I know both teams have been horrible at the, at the spread, and this isn't like a sexy game by any means, Mm-mm. but I think it's a game where Vegas does have some value. Yeah, I think so too. Um, quick side note. Of course, we know Sean Payton used to be the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Have you ever seen that movie, Home Team, with Kevin James? Uh, it's on Netflix, and it's based on a true story about Sean Payton. Oh, I, I didn't, but I've heard of it. It I've is heard of it. so bad, Nathan. Don't even waste your time watching it. I just, I don't know why I thought when you said Dennis Allen, I was like, man, I miss Sean Payton. And then I just thought of that movie. It's so Just bad. to be a little off topic, was Kevin James Mall Cop? Yes, he was He's Paul Blart. I'm going to go watch the movie. It is got so the recommendation, awful. apparently. I did not. I, so when I heard Based on a True Story, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be like that Kurt Warner movie. Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. actually pretty good. I like it. I, I don't know. I like simple movies like that and like heartfelt, like Based on True Story sports movies. But this, I didn't know, was a comedy and it was horrible. So if you got like an hour and a half to waste, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I don't think anyone feels like they got an hour and a half to waste anymore. <laughs> yeah, time is very precious, but hey, if you're, All right. uh, you can't sleep and yeah, watch that movie. <laughs> you can't sleep. Netflix has you and uh, yeah. the Kurt Warner recommendation. Yes, exactly. All right. Time for Pittsburgh, an even more thrilling game. Yes. All right. Next up on the docket. This is actually a game where I have a best bet coming out. Oh. Um, Steelers, Eagles, Steelers at Eagles. Eagles are obviously the only undefeated team left. The spread's 10 and a half. It's in Philly. I'm in Philly right now, and I'm chilling with a ton of Pittsburgh fans because just families, some Pittsburgh fans. And the last thing a person from Cincinnati wants to do is bet, tell someone to bet on Pittsburgh. <laughs> but at 10 and a half, it feels like a great play. So the totals mm-hmm. are, the totals 43 and a half. The spread is 10 and a half. Do you have anything you like in this game? I don't think I'll personally bet it, but as ugly as the Steelers looked on Sunday night and as stout as the Eagles have looked all season and coming off a bye, I still want to take the Steelers and the points. And I think that's where you're going too, I think. I mean, uh, Philly has kept, yeah, their last three games relatively close. And other than being blown out by Buffalo in week five, Pittsburgh has also kept most of their games within 10 or 11 points. Mike Tomlin, great as an underdog. I know this isn't really the same dominant team we're used to seeing in past years, but 11 points, 10 and a half points, I can't pass up on that. I really don't care who's under center. I'm not really convinced the Eagles are legit yet, and I don't know why. I just can't put my finger on it. But, you know, they got a top five offense, top five defense, but those weren't against some good teams. You know, I'd go Steelers plus 10 and a half. Uh, and just to throw something out there real quick, favorites of at least a touchdown this season are eight and 16 against the spread. So there's even more reason to take the Steelers. 
Yeah, that was the stat I needed to get in there. And you know what? I'm not going to hate it, but you, uh, I think you came on for the week one preview. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers were going to the Bengals. And you're like, yes. hey, sprinkle on that Steelers money line. Yes. And the Steelers won. And was I pissed off Sunday of week one? Yes. <laughs> but was Minty right? Yes. So I'm going back to the Steelers. I, I don't like them, but I think Kenny Pickett has actually been, I want to say, a lot better than he's getting credit for. He had three. If you watched his three picks against, uh, was it the three picks against Buffalo? Was that mm-hmm. his first game? He's had three picks twice. If you watch those, a ton of those weren't his fault. One of them was at the end of the half, a Hail Mary. The other one hit Claypool in his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Pickett that. has some potential, and I think as he starts to grow into the offense that he'll get better. Um, now, is that going to be immediately? Maybe not. But um, the Steelers, the point is that their secondary, their defense is where it's at. They ranked sixth in opponents' yards per rushing attempt, even without TJ Watt and a lot of that. They ranked top 10 in opponents' passer rating. Top 10 in penalty yards per game. They don't give up penalties. They don't let drives be extended. They they don't get blown out by 10.5 points. And who has Philly beaten by 10.5 points this season? They've beaten Washington and Minnesota. And Minnesota was in primetime. And we all know Kirk Cousins sucks in primetime. So I don't I don't really think Philly has... Uh, they're 6-0. They're probably going to win this game. But I'm not going to... Th- I, I really don't think that Pittsburgh should be 10 and a half point underdogs to probably anyone but Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've seen yet that Philly is on that same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. It, it's a game I like, and it, it's probably a game I'll end up playing. And if you really want to tease that to six and a half, if they lose by over 17, that feels absolutely abs- absurd. So, um, I understand the concerns about Pickett. Offensive line isn't great. Najee Harris hasn't looked great. But I I think if you look at what Mike Tomlin's done, Mike Tomlin since 2010, he's been 28-22-2 against the spread as in a way underdog. Nice. Uh, now, is every team different? But are these spreads typically always competitive, I would say? Um, sportsbooks know what they're doing. And honestly, I think the Steelers is going to be a pretty big public fade too. I would expect people to hammer the Eagles just because it's the Eagles and they're 6-0 right now, and I think people want to believe that they're legit, but I'm not believing it yet, that's for sure. Yeah, this play is Steelers or pass for me. Yep, I, I don't think I would hate the... Un- 43 and a half just feels a little too low. Okay, uh, I don't have the exact number, but Mike Tomlin on the road is a very strong underplay. Like, the trend is crazy. He's like 70 maybe 69% to the under on the road, which is crazy to me. So I would also think about playing the under, but man, I don't know. That that Eagles offense kind of scares me. I think I'd rather just uh, take the double digits with the Steelers instead. Oh, right. You you didn't know it, but you guessed, and it is crazy. So Mike Tomlin over under, I don't know when Mike Tomlin started, but Pittsburgh since 2010 uh, on the road, 39, 64, and 2. Wow. So... You looked that up really fast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the teamrankings.com. There we go. When you have to, when when you write as much as I have to, or yeah. choose to, choose to, we'll go with that. Yes, you got to um, bookmark it. But yeah, that's, isn't it crazy? So I think maybe we just talked ourselves into Steelers and under. Yeah, I think so. I think that's I a nice... Like under like. Team, and I think... 
I'm not going to say it again because I don't know. It's hard to predict these things on Wednesday evening or Wednesday afternoon, but it just feels like most games are probably overplays. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that even makes sense, but if you scroll down and look where the money is before a lot of Sundays, most of it is going on the over. And yep. I think yep. the under is probably a strong play here. Yeah, I think so too. I like it. All right, let's move on. We got a three left on the docket. Next one, probably also not the most thrilling one. I don't think we need to get you on in a week where we have some fun games because we got a we put up Giants at Seahawks here. I'm trying to find it. So this is a 425 game. It's Giants six and one going to the Seahawks. The Seahawks are minus two and a half at home. Total set at 44 and a half. Um. I think I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. If I have an option, I'm probably playing the under. The problem is, is when you look at this, Seattle's averaging 34 points per game over the last four. Um, but I think when you look at what they won't have, it doesn't look like DK is going to be out long, but it doesn't look like he's going to play here. The Giants have the best opponent's completion percentage in the entire NFL. And from what I've seen of the Giants, Kayvon Thibodeau looks awesome. And they're two and five over under this season. So I think if I had a play, it would probably be under 43 and a half, but, or 44 and a half, but, and I hit on the Giants under last week too, which was, I believe, 40, 40 and a half or 42 and a half. So, wow. um, the, the Giants, their, their coaching staff is good at defense. So mm-hmm. I'll give it, I'll give it to them. They know how to game manage. Nathan, I actually really like this game. I like a lot of the games this week and this one's actually probably my second favorite one, but it's a really tough game. I mean, both the Giants and Seahawks look good recently. Uh, Seahawks coming off of nice, impressive wins against their division rivals, while the Giants, like you said, 6-1. and one, uh, They were against some decent teams and some not. I really think the Giants can keep this game close, but I also think everyone will be on the Giants given their straight-up right. record. Although... I did check and it was like a consensus thing, but the betting splits show that there's more love for, for Seattle here. Uh, I could be wrong yeah. now at the time of this recording, but uh, I'm going to wait until closer to game day to see how the line moves, but I'm very interested in betting this game. Very interested in the Giants plus three. I think actually that's a great number. Um, they're the number one rushing offense in the league and the Seahawks are one of the worst teams defending against the run. How are they going to stop Saquon? How are they going to stop Danny Dimes? He's recorded, he meaning Saquon, has recorded 70-plus rushing yards consistently in every single game this season. I'm going to go with the Giants. uh, But again, I want to see how this line moves. But I really like New York here to cover. There's nothing more I love than a little Danny Dimes love. That's all I'm saying. Love Danny Dimes. Even though no one loved him pre this season. No. (laughs) We love him now. And then I think... A little side note, but I think the Giants as a franchise kind of goes to show just what coaching can do for you. Yeah. I mean, Danny Dimes was horrible for – I need Jeff on this show because he uh, he loves the Giants. But, I mean, they, they were horrible for, for forever, and now they get Brian Dabo, and he's he's been awesome. So Actually, yeah, uh, Jeff and I them. discussed that earlier, maybe a couple hours ago, about the Giants and how Danny Dimes used to have, like, some of the most turnovers and, and some of the most, you know, fumbles and everything. But uh, now he's – really reduce that because of Brian and and I think coaching obviously does wonders yeah no no I'm a big fan big big fan of uh what you're able to do with good coaching and I think that goes to show for every team is change it up find a good coach and a quarterback like what if Josh Rosen had a good coach is all I'm saying like what if he figured it out what could have he was a top 10 pick for a reason what if (laughs) all right let's move on two games left 
getting down to the last ones. This one is one that everyone, eyes will be all on it. Packers, Bills, uh, Aaron Rodgers already knows he's going to get destroyed. I don't know if you heard that, but he basically said um, in his post-game, who they just lose to, the Commanders. Oh, yes. I think he just said something like, yeah, we might just go get our butts handed to us in Buffalo. Like, that's what wow. teams are going to be made of. So I feel like they're coming in here with nothing to lose. The Packers are plus 11 and a half. So they're 11 and a half point underdogs for Sunday night football on the road in Buffalo. Uh, the total is set at 47 and a half. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm taking the dogs. Uh, are you not or are you? I am. I think it's, I, I mean, it's not my play, but I would throw like some pizza money on the Packers to win straight up. They're four to one, Nathan. How can you not? Like, obviously I'm all over the bills this season, you know, to make it to the Super Bowl to possibly win it. But 12 points is a lot. I think they're, they are given a lot of credit and rightfully so they're the better team. It's such a rare year. We see the Packers look this bad, uh, but no way I'd lay 12 points with them. Uh, my bet here is actually going to be on the under though. I, although Buffalo can score 47, 48 points on their own. I don't think they're going to do that. This defense has the lowest passer rating of any team this season and the fewest total yards allowed. Um, Oddly, Green Bay's defense is allowing the fewest average passing yards, so I think we'll see a strong defensive game here. Give me the under and uh, sprinkle some on the Packers to win. Yeah, I need your stat from earlier on uh, the touchdown spread, dogs. Yes. I think I'm going here really because the Bills are starting some – they start some young cornerbacks. Mm -hmm. uh, Tredavious White's still out. They're going to be a strong public play, and their secondary hasn't really lived up to the hype yet. They sit 16th in opponent's completion percentage. Why have they been so dominant defensively? Well, Vaughn Bell's helped a ton. Uh, their defensive line has studs. Ed Oliver's on the line. Um, but Green Bay came into the season with the fifth best offensive line in the PFF rankings, and they should hold up. They rank 12th in sack percentage, which, while it's not top 10, 12th is still pretty good. Um, and then while they do allow completions, they have one of the worst opponent's completion percentages in the entire league. They rank 22nd in opponent's passer rating, so they're able to limit quarterbacks, although they do allow them to get off short passes. So um, I, I will say my one concern is the turnover margin, and I think that's where this game will be won or lost, and Green Bay has consistently lost it. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said with, with the Bucks, it feels like this is the time where Rodgers, the MVP, is if he's a... Uh, double-digit dog for the first time in his career, and he already knows he has nothing to lose with all these young receivers, then I think it's going to be a good time to back him. And it should yeah. be a strong public fade. And I think I'm at the point in my sports betting career where I only really like the public fades when it is primetime games. Uh -huh. Because I, I feel like, pers personally, I actually don't have much research. I should start like doing some sequel into this. But um, more like if the prime time matters for the public fade because it just it feels like it does mm -hmm. um, and it makes sense because that's when the sports book get sports books get their most money so yeah. either way i don't have to annoy everyone but i'm going packers plus 11 and a half yeah i like um, it i'm on it with you and uh and as well as the under yep and as well as the under for sure all right last but not least we got 49ers at rams this will this should actually be a fun game i don't have a ton on it mm -mm. but it's rams plus one and a half um, the total set at 43. We know what Shanahan's done to McVay. The 49ers have dominated lately. 
These, this game's going to be close to you. Do you have any uh, thoughts on it? I'm probably not going to bet on this one because I cannot decide. I give the defensive edge to the 49ers here. We've got a great run defense allowing only 3.5 yards per carry, 6.5 yards per pass attempt, and, of course, only 19 points per game. Rams coming off a bye. Um, so they're going to be well-rested. Meanwhile, San Fran is defeated, uh, has been defeated two weeks in a row, I should say. Kind of like the Rams plus 105 here uh, on the money line. I know the Niners are 7-0 straight up against the Rams. Six and one against the spread in that time span, but I'm seeing the majority of tickets come in on the Niners, and the line has moved uh, from San Francisco minus two and a half to now minus one, one and a half. I take my chances with LA here. I think this is a great bounce back spot for them. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, and they are still the reigning champs, and yeah. I b- uh, believe they might be getting Van Jefferson back this week as well. Um, so he should have some impact. They've clearly felt that deep ball threat without Odell and Jefferson. Yeah. He's expected to play versus the Niners. He should be able to give them that you would, you would hope. Um, and I think that could unlock their offense a lot. So they're averaging under 16 points per game over the last four. Um, and you kind of have to trust that McVay is going to be able to get over that hump for Shanahan, but at home, they did beat the 49ers at home in the playoffs last year. So they should have a better idea of how to scheme against them. And I think there's probably still going to be a learning curve with McCaffrey against the 49ers. We saw them jump out to their quick start versus Kansas city last week, and then not be able to keep up just simply because Jimmy G is not, um, that elite of a quarterback at this point. And mm-hmm. I would just personally prefer to side with Matthew Stafford and the Super Bowl champions here. Yeah. So it's not going to be a best bet for me, but the preferred side is certainly uh Rams plus one and a half. Yes, indeed. Yep. I like the Rams too. I feel like we, except the first game, we've been on the same side through all of them. Yeah. I'm not sure that's good though. No, I don't think so. Hey, at All least right. someone's going to win in the first one. First you know game. the point is fade or follow, fade or follow. Yeah. You, you choose, you choose. All right, so do you have some of your best bets? You know what? My best bet is going to be the Cardinals-Vikings over 48 and a half, over 49. All right, sounds good. I'm going to do my little uh, media prompt. I love it. So the one segment is called Going to the Window. I'm just going to play it because I kind of like it, and then we'll head out of here. Yeah. The Bet Slipping Podcast. Going to the Window. All right, Minty, you gave me yours. What was it? It was Cardinals over? Yes, Cardinals Vikings over. Do you have any more you love a lot or just that one? Oh, man, I love a lot, but I'm scared to give them all out. I think one that I feel actually pretty confident in, man, I'm I'm debating between the Giants plus three or Raiders Pack- or the Packers. <laughs> yeah, right. Or the Packers. Plus 12. Oh, I'm going to go. Next best bet is going to be Packers bills under 47 and a half. All right. I like it under and over. So I have three plays, four plays. I'm going back to giant Seahawks under 44 and a half. I'm going Ravens bucks under 45 and a half. And then I'm going, I'm going the two double digit dogs. I'm going Steelers plus 10 and a half and Packers plus 10 and a half. I just don't see either of those teams being bad enough to be in double digit uh, underdogs. And that's, Simple as it comes. Um, yeah. Minty, again, thank you for coming on to the show. Pleasure is always mine. Hopefully uh, we'll get you back on for maybe some playoff football. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Nathan. All right. To everyone listening, please go out, rate, and rate, review, follow us. We're on Twitter. We're on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rate, review, um, and let us know whether you fade or follow. Till next time.